The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. And the best part is that it's free to play. Luke, weren't the pretenders and contenders separated in the second round? Every round is another chance to separate the pretenders from the contenders. (laughs) Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, Jay Gill? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It was nice to disconnect a little bit. I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really watch a ton of these playoff games since the Lakers got eliminated. I was moping, man. I didn't want a pod. I no, like, I like needed to like a, like a period of mourning. I didn't even listen to pods. So like me neither, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't I, know what the Lakers sphere has been saying about stuff. We're we're coming <laughs> at you hot. <laughs> See, you, welcome back. So we're going to be talking about sort of the latest news and rumors from around Lakerland today, uh, including some of these Kuzma trade rumors, Caruso's recent run-in with the law, and more. I want to thank all of our followers for joining us, and invite you to please subscribe to our pod on the Apple's Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends. Throw us a comment. Best way for us to grow. Also, Luke Walton Talks Lakers is part of the Basketball Podcast Network, so be sure to check out the other great shows on the network and follow us on social media. You can find our links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Thank you, Luke. All right, let's jump into a quick round of in or out. We haven't done one of these in like. Uh, maybe even a month, so I'm excited. Uh, all right, Luke, first one, in or out? Alex Caruso is probably fielding a wave of new partner oppor- partnership opportunities from companies like Ease and Weed Maps and all the other cannabis delivery services out there. 100% in. He's got to stay in California now. Yeah. Denver's the only other option. Yeah, yes, so for sure. <laughs> uh, I saw someone say, uh, I think one of the Kim- Kamenetsky brothers say like he should mm-hmm. just go all in and start like a like a bald eagle strain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Co- collab with Snoop Dogg. Look, man, I think the 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 partnership here is easy, right? He got he got busted by TSA, so it's like don't don't travel with it, just get it delivered, with, Ooh. and then fill in whatever. Well done. I want like a 1% fee on that if he takes it. Uh, all right, Luke, uh, in or out on LeBron switching to number six for the upcoming season, but AD deciding to stay with number three. I, I mean, I'm in mostly because didn't you buy an AD jersey? I did. So I'm in on AD not changing. <laughs> and I didn't buy it with my American Express, so I don't have jersey protection. <laughs> So yeah, I'm in. I, I think it's cool that LeBron's going six. I feel like that's a that's a good sign for a renewed focus in this upcoming year. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think he wants that jersey money. Like that's yeah, that's probably it. you know he just wants that jersey money. Uh, I could really care less about this to be honest. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> it does not matter to me at all. All right, Luke, in or out? The cast of Space Jam Two. Uh, is a better basketball team than the U.S. Men's Olympics team. <laughs> U.S. Men's Olympics basketball team. All right, hit me Hit me with this. who you think the starting five for the U.S. Men's Olympic team would be. That'll be easier for me to compare. Okay, so who I think it is going to be or who I think it should be? Should be. All right, I think that it's going to be Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, uh, 
Bam Adebayo and Draymond Green. Okay. I think that's my guess at what the starting five would be. Then I'm going to go with the uh, cast of Space Jam to beat that Hell yeah. Because that is Braun, Dame, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, uh, Nika Ogumuke, and Diana Taurasi. I think that's a better team. I do too. I do too. I honestly think it's a better team. <laughs> I, f- I agree. I totally uh, agree. Yeah, so I'm in on this. Um, Booker, I noticed Booker that I didn't the, say the goon yeah. squad. I said this, the, the, the cast because I needed Braun to be in there for this one to be possible. <laughs> right, right. For that to work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm in on it. Cast the Space Jam. I'm riding with him. Would it have made a difference if Harden was on the roster? Yeah. Yeah, would have. Yeah, I think it would. Uh, Booker's also a wild card. I mean, he's he's really showing up. Uh, he I is. think that he's going he's gonna to have... It depends on how tired he is after this deep playoff run, but he might be a big impact player for these Olympics too. I agree. He, I think he could end up being one of those guys who like isn't one of the big names going in, but ends up playing a pretty mm-hmm. meaningful role. We've, we've, all, we've seen one of those guys kind of every year. Totally. Uh, Luke, in or out on these uh, proposed new rules limiting non-basketball movements. Basically, this is like the Trey Young, James Harden type of bogus foul calls. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. super in. We got to fix the game. There, there. I think that the playoffs have, have shown some like pretty obvious spots that the NBA needs to improve on. Yeah. To, to me, like there's a there's a big difference between um, when when you catch a guy with his hand out, yeah, pulling up quick and getting that foul, mm-hmm. because that's a shooting motion. Like, right. You can pull up and shoot, and you just caught the guy with his hand in the cookie jar, basically. Yeah. I also don't mind the pump fake. Guy leaves his feet. You jump up and get right. the. What I yeah. hate is when they just jump into the guy. I know, it's and, ridiculous. And somehow just get the foul. Like they initiate the contact, but somehow get the foul. It's ridiculous. It, it's, it, I mean, yeah. In the in the same vein, I feel like Pat Beverly. This is the second time where he was able to win a replay on a steal. God. When it's like in any other basketball game that is not off on the offensive player, you're the one that's changing the direction of the ball. Yeah, I mean, what? There was like 30 minutes of... of it took 30 brutal. minutes for like four minutes of actual game time or something at the end of the game last night. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah. It was still a fun game, but it was kind of unbearable at the same time. So yeah, NBA's got some stuff to work on, man. I'm, I'm here for it. Make it... Fix, like, fix the game. Man. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad Me they're too. responding to it. Me too. Uh, Trey Young, enjoy your playoff run this year because once they change this, you're going to have to figure out a new way to play basketball. Uh, all right. Uh, Luke, in or out? Um, uh, Nina, Nina Shea, the uh-huh. now former Lakers head athletic trainer, did not have her contract review, did not have her contract renewed. So here's the in or out. The injuries that the team experienced this season should not be placed solely on her shoulders. Yeah, they, they should not be placed on their shoulders. I was listening to somebody, I think it was on Zach Lowe's podcast where they were talking about there's a death spiral, especially when you have star players that get injured because mm. now you su- switch from prevention to recovery and then mm. your whole staff is having to do recovery and now you're not doing prevention. Now other players are getting hurt and they're having to play more minutes and now you're having to do more recovery and less prevention and that it's, it's just one of those things that you end up losing the resources and just trying to get players back on the court. Yeah. I mean, I think what I want to say is she's been a longtime part of Laker Nation. She was the head athletic trainer for our G League team for a long time. Uh, she was on the staff with Gary Vitti back in the day. Um, she's also the first female head athletic trainer of a, of a championship team in 2020. So all this to say is the reporting on, around this has been kind of weird. It's been a lot of innuendo. It's been a lot of like, hmm. you know, they're not renewing her contract. Also, there were lots of injuries this year. Hmm. And I don't really like that kind of reporting. So I just want to put this out there that like no one has has shown a cause, causal relationship between those two things in their reporting. It's all just been like pretty correlated. So yeah. we don't know why this is. Maybe mm-hmm. this was the plan already. Maybe she wanted more money. Maybe there's some other factor at play here. It could have been the injuries too, but I, I just think it's like, it's good to not like read too far into these kind of things because mm-hmm. you, you never know all the details. Totally. Uh, all right, Luke, next one, uh, in or out. The Suns, not the Bucks, should be the favorite to win the championship this year, according to Vegas. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm in. The Bucks yep. currently are the favorite, but I don't I don't really see how the Suns aren't at this point. 
Yep. It it that that again feels like one of those like the models might be predicting one thing, but the people that are watching the game are like, yeah, that's the team that's on fire. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Last one, Luke. Inner inner out. If Anthony Davis had stayed healthy, and by stayed healthy, I don't mean all season. I just mean yep. not been not had his groin injured in game. What was it for? Uh, if AD had stayed healthy, but everything else this playoffs had played out the same way, the Lakers would have won the championship this season. No doubt. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, no, no question about that. That has been, I think, why I've had a hard time watching the games this season is because like every time I watch a game, I'm just like, oh my God, if we could have just, if yep. we could have not had AD get hurt, even with our subpar shooting, even with bronze ankle, I you're, I mean, the Suns swept the Nuggets, man. And they, I mean, yep. it's not out of the question that they're going to sweep the Clippers or maybe even gentlemen's, maybe at least gentlemen sweep them. They're, they're the hardest team to beat. That's the reason why we just both picked them to win, win the championship. And there's a path now, especially with the East looking the way that it is. Yeah. Especially, I mean, and, and also, can we just say, like, Monty Williams yeah. totally should have won Coach of the Year. Totally. Totally. And I think, I think it's, very, the, yeah. it's, very, it's very telling that, like, the coaches voted him Coach of the Year. Yes. And that it was the media that made it be, uh, what's his face? The New York guy. Um, I, I think that we should also take a second to recognize that Vogel... Lou, Tyron Lou, and um, like those, those are three coaches that the Lakers were looking at. And those are proving oh, yeah. to be like kind of top tier coaches now. Totally. We, it seems like we kind of couldn't have gone wrong almost. Exactly. Uh, Monty's dope though. <laughs> Monty's dope. Monty's very Vogel, good. But yeah. he's, Monty's just, he's like, you can tell. That his head's always working in those in those on those uh, that inbounds play with yes. the the tip in and stuff like that. It's just smart basketball, great coaching. Have you seen the the clips from behind Crowder of where yep. Boogie was standing? Yep. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Now there was someone who was saying, for those of you that haven't seen this, basically we're talking about the alley oop that won the game two uh, Clippers Suns last night, where Jay Crowder lobbed it up from sort of the baseline to. Uh, Aiton to win the game. I heard someone call it the Valley Oop, which I thought was Valley Oop. I don't really like calling the Suns Valley just because I associate the Valley with Los Angeles, but whatever. Mm -hmm. They have the yeah. jersey, so that's that's a cool that's a cool name. <laughs> but if you ha if you haven't seen it, there's a there's a still image from behind Jay Crowder of Demarcus Cousins with his hands up, you know, defending the inbounds pass, but basically standing towards the sideline and leaving Crowder a, like literally an unimpeded path to lob the ball straight at the basket. Which, that, okay, I got to take back what I said about Lou a little bit. That's That should have been what you're telling Boogie is like, protect the lob, man. Yeah, but- It's the reason so, why you're out there, right? I mean, I agree. But to uh, to Monty's credit and to the mm -hmm. Suns' credit, mm -hmm. apparently there was a similar play in yeah. which Booker curled, gotcha. got the inbounds pass in the corner. Gotcha, that makes three. sense. That so makes sense. so it could have been that. a kind of nice like- yeah. Little setup and pullback where they ran a play that looked the same before, but with a uh -huh. different option to to fool him into trying to guard for the corner as opposed to looking for the rim. So and and the way that Booker set that screen underneath, because they they weren't going to switch off of Booker because no. if they did, he would have popped for sure. So and it so could have even just, been the same exact play, right. just just with an option. Exactly. So, so I yeah, shouts to Monty. I mean, hell of yeah. a play. Yeah, good good coaching. Definitely. Um, all right, cool. So Luke, let's, let's shift gears here. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about sort of some of the trade and free agent rumors that are swirling right now. Cause there's, it's the Lakers. They're always there. They're always going to be present, right? Mm -hmm. The, uh, the Jersey swap photoshoppers, right? Like are there's no shortage of work for them these days. Nope. Uh, I think I've seen like basically every player in the NBA <laughs> in a Laker Jersey in the last <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> But here's the thing. So what I, what I want to do is I don't really want to talk about any of these players fit, like whether I think they would make sense or not. Really, we can, okay. I mean, if you have like a hot take, go ahead. <laughs> but I want to talk more about how to think about these rumors as a Laker fan mm -hmm. and how to kind of sniff out some of the bullshit with some of this because there's a lot of it, right? And what's maybe realistic and not realistic. Cool? Yes. Cool. Let's do it. All right. So I want to start with Kyle Kuzma. 
Mm-hmm. He's kind of been the most covered yeah. in terms of rumors. So he's got a, that new contract. So yeah, he's much more tradable. Yes, it's a, it's a tradable deal. So there's a few things, right? He's been named in basically virtually every trade machine proposal that's out there. <laughs> um, but re- let's re- let's remember the Lakers mm-hmm. have very few tradable assets at this point Correct. in terms of picks, players. You know, and like we don't have much. Um, yes. So he's going to be included in them because he's kind of the only thing that we have. So if you're trying to figure out a trade, you basically don't have any choice but to include Kuzma. Mm-hmm. But then there's this, you know, these kind of things where like players remove stuff from their Instagram. So he removed Lakers uh-huh. from his Instagram like bio. And of course, someone spotted that and that started, you know, something trending. And then there was actually even a report that he is interested in a bigger role on a different mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess my my thought on this, I'm curious what you have to say, yeah. is I wouldn't read too much into the Instagram stuff. Like, I no, think that's I all agree. just kind of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's unusual, though, for a player who's included in a lot of trade proposals to have their agent put out some, like, you know, uh, kind of off the record yeah. statements around like, you know, yeah, of, you know, he, he would be willing or interested to, to try to juice the market a little bit, right. To yeah. try to like maybe help unwilling, more unwilling teams consider it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, cause you don't want a team to be like, well, but he doesn't, he doesn't really want to trade. Right. So is he just going to get here and be unhappy? Right. So I, I think that yeah. like, of course he's going to be included in all the rumors. And I think he's maybe just trying to like, have a little bit of agency in the process if possible. I agree. And I think that the point about wanting a bigger role on a different team is kind of trying to say like, yeah, sure, I'll be traded if you're going to play me a lot. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But but don't trade for me and just have me be your sixth man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit more as we get deeper into the offseason about specific guys. I mean, I, I, personally, I think that there is a pretty high chance that we trade Kuzma this offseason just by nature wow, of him the being off-season. literally the only thing yeah. we could trade. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it, it, it's less about him than it is about the cap situation, to be honest. It's, it's, okay. you know what I mean? Like that's, and, and totally. the, the, the number of sort of tradable assets we have. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Anything else on Kuz? No, I think I, I agree. He's, he's, he's probably not long for this team. <laughs> Yeah, if, and, if we're gonna make a move, and it's and again, I think it's more of a cap casualty than than a value of him as a player. Yeah, kind of thing. totally. I still really like Kuzma. Yeah, um, still sure. pretty pissed off by his performance in the playoffs, but yes, to be to be fair, he never really got a rhythm this season, and yes. a lot that can be said about pretty much everybody on our team. Yeah, but for still for gotta, sure, got to perform better than that for sure. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is KCP Contavious Caldwell Pope. I really just want to kind of correct the record on this one. I said on the last pod that he had uh, a no trade clause or effectively had a no trade clause. That is not true. I was wrong about that. There's been this kind of like sense that KCP has a no trade clause. And I think it's for two reasons. Okay. One is there's this provision when you sign a one-year deal where you can veto trades. Mm -hmm. And he signed a number of one-year contracts with the Lakers. And so I think in my mind, that was just still sort of carrying forward. Mm -hmm. The other reason is the clutch connection. I think there's kind of a sense that like LeBron wants him on the team and that is almost like a de facto no trade clause in, <laughs> in a sense. Um, but he is, he is absolutely tradable. Uh, and so again, uh, he's kind of the only other player right now that the Lakers could package in a trade aside from Kuzma. Okay. So if they were going to try to make a big sign or a big trade of some kind, you know, it would almost, almost definitely have to include both of these guys Mm-hmm. Uh, as contracts for the numbers to work like at all. Um, but again, because of the clutch thing, and I think just because of, of his importance on the team as a key role player, mm-hmm. I don't see this one as likely unless we are able to somehow like sign, I don't know, Dame or Beal or someone like that. But I okay. don't think that's super likely. Yeah. I, 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 I really like KCP's fit with the team still though. Me too. That's why I'm saying. I think unless yeah. it is for like, literally like a third superstar, I I don't see him being included in in anything. What do you think? What do you think about like 
Yeah, I guess I agree with you. Just just because the kind of defense and the the awareness that Vogel, I feel like Vogel is going to be a big important part of these decisions in the offseason in terms of, you know, guys that will be able to be plugged into his system. And I I could see him also being a little bit mad with how the um, Drummond situation went, went down where he was kind of tied, his hands were tied into who he was starting. Totally. So I could see Vogel taking a more active role in this offseason. I mean, I'm curious if you, uh, you know, the Drummond situation kind of mirrors the Schroeder situation in a way as well. I'm curious what role Vogel had in sort of trading for Schroeder and saying, yeah, you're going to be the starting point guard. I don't know if he had much. You know, because I kind of don't think that that would have been Vogel's move, but... No. Doesn't seem to be how he works. He definitely seems to be an earn it kind of coach. Yeah. uh, Earn it on defense. And then you can, you know. Um, Yeah, so anyways, I think just wanted to correct the record there on on KCP. He is tradable, um, but the circumstances around him make maybe make it such that that's less likely. Yeah, and we're trying to keep that clutch clutch relationship. Well, uh, and also just like the core of our team. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, With with as many sort of, you know, with as many questions around our guards as we have, Mm -hmm. you know, again, unless it's like to bring in a real superstar, which seems unlikely, he, he, I think, probably is here next year. Um, Okay, next one is Trez. Cool. And I just want to say this because I've, I've seen people throw Trez in some trades. Okay. Trez would have to opt in to yes, his contract. Exactly. exactly. He's a player option, which could happen, right? Like mm-hmm. there's some sense that maybe because of his uh, kind of another year of bad playoff results for him mm-hmm. and, and not stellar playoff performances from him, mm-hmm. that his value on the market might be less than what he could opt into at the Lakers. Um, so if he opts in, then the Lakers could, could trade him. But I don't know. I... I just don't count on that, right? Like if you're trying to yeah. think through trades or if you hear trades that involve Trez, just think twice about it is kind of what we're trying to say. It's the same thing that you were saying on the last pod about the sign and trade with Schroeder and all this kind of stuff. It's like, what's the incentive for the player to do some of these things? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He would kind of need to be in on it and want to be a part of it. Oh, totally. And there would have to be some cap kind of finagling in order for him to get to his preferred destination. Like say, I don't know, he wanted to go to a team that was close to the cap. Then they get the bird rights by trading and all this kind of nonsense. But yeah, it's still, it's unlikely that these, these aren't, they're not our players right now. No. They're, so no. what are you going to, are you going to trade somebody that's not your player? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. The next one, this one's just kind of interesting. Uh, Costas onto Decumpo. Um, I didn't realize this, but because he has three years of service in uh-huh. the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, he's no longer eligible to sign another two-way contract huh, i had no idea yeah i didn't and, know that was a rule and Giannis yeah. is already signed to a long-term right deal right. so there's exactly. the tampering you know reason to sign costas is kind of not really present anymore um so apparently uh there are some teams in greece that have been inquiring about him and there's some reporting that indicates that he's maybe gonna uh head home to play in greece okay Good so for him. thanks for the memories costas um all right, now let's get into some of the, the crazier ones, okay? <laughs> so here's here's a trade rumor that's been swirling uh, that's pretty crazy, and that is Chris Paul. I mean, this that, is because yeah. of the banana boat, right? Like yeah, it's, it's because boat. of LeBron and their friends. Yeah. So basically, there's been all this talk about Chris Paul and could, you know, oh, like he, he, he could... Um, he could opt out and sign with the Lakers or whatever. Uh-huh. So look, Eric Pincus from Bleacher Report broke it down. There is technically a way where he could get to the Lakers, but it is not practical at at all. And so here's how it would work. Uh, Chris could opt in to his son's deal, to his player option, and force a trade in the same way that he did to get from the Clippers to Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or uh, he could take like a mid one of the mid-level exceptions with the Lakers. Right. Right. But that would be, I mean, he's getting paid like 40 something <laughs> million dollars a year right now Exactly. to live in Arizona. And he would be taking maybe like a quarter of that yeah. to live in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
So it's not impossible, but like it's it, considering that he's probably going to win a championship this year and get mm-hmm. that monkey off his back. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't really, th- this seems very unlikely. So all you Laker fans out there who are like salivating about Chris Paul, like it's, it's probably not going to happen guys. Like almost certainly not going to happen. Yeah. Again, very unlikely still chance, but mm. yeah. And without getting into fit and stuff, like mm-hmm. do we really want injury prone Chris Paul to be a key third piece of our team? That's fair. He, there's a track sure. record there. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, Luke, do you want to hit us with the next one? Because I just don't <laughs> think I can say this one with a straight face. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> so a rumor started that the Lakers are planning to trade for Russ after people noticed that Braun and AD started following Russ's wife on Insta. That was a funny one to me. God, who are when, these people who are like monitoring... Creeps. Russell Westbrook's wife's Instagram followers. Creeps, man. Uh, Russ still has two more years on his contract, which is a ton of money. Yes. 44 million and then 47 million. The second is a player option. How the hell do we make a trade like that work? One. And two, we need shooting, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Oh, God, I know. I know. Like, who thinks that that would be a good idea? Are you ready for an even worse idea? Ben Simmons? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't even want to put it on the list here because it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like why, we this dude just got roasted out of playing in the Olympics basically yep. for not being able to shoot the basketball. Like why does a team that needs shooting kind of line up to sign him? Get Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball and we will just defend teams to only score 50 and we'll beat them <laughs> by scoring 65. <laughs> okay, can I, I, I have a, a, very not well-formed Ben Simmons opinion. Safe place for it. So first of all, I am in on the he should shoot with his right hand thing. Mm-hmm. He does mm-hmm. everything else in life with his right hand. Like I I, I, may, I, I don't know. It just seems strange to me that he shoots lefty regardless. Um, why are we insistent that he needs to be a point guard? I don't know. Like... I don't understand why he can't like he he's a great passer, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of his thing, right? Is he's like this amazing passer. Yep. I, and, and obviously like an outstanding defender. Mm-hmm. Like why can't they operate kind of through him through the post like uh, a Gasol or a Draymond Green? I, I know that, that those players can shoot threes. I mean, Draymond can't really anymore, but like, I just think they've been using him wrong. Like you but have got to bead. They've got Embiid and they have a terrible coach in Doc Rivers. I mean, yeah, I get that. I, I get that the Simmons and Embiid, like, they're a tough a tough duo to, to fit just because, like, they both kind of need to be near the basket. Totally. But that's why I'm saying, like, you could have him kind of operate from the high post. So that way he's, he's a little bit further out. He's not mm-hmm. clogging the lane quite so much. You can mm-hmm. take advantage of his passing. And then he can still, like, pass, cut, get the ball, like lay it in, right? Like he, right. Like there, there are ways you can run that. This insistence on playing him as a traditional point guard, it, I just don't get it. And and I think that like, obviously, Markel Fultz maybe would have fixed that a little bit if they hadn't shipped him off. Yeah. Well, like if they could drafted Tatum instead or something. Yeah, for sure. But it's I just I don't know. I I just don't get this insistence on on playing this guy kind of out of what I think is his real position. Well, I think they just have bad roster construction. You know, I even didn't understand why they paid Tobias Harris so much when they clearly needed somebody that yeah. was, you know, going to be a knockdown outside shooter and he can hit threes, but, you know, he, I, I feel like his game's even more old school too. If, you know, if they had that, that's part of the reason why I'm hearing rumors like Ben Simmons to Portland or something like that. So it'd be him and Dame. Yeah, I could see how that could make sense. Um, but yeah, I, the the biggest thing is you're unplayable if you are shooting less than forty percent from the free throw line. Yeah, that's unplayable. like a, at some point you know that Rick Barry is calling him every night, being like, "Shoot underhanded." Yeah, honestly, <laughs> he should try it. He should. He should really try it. Do you remember those those videos he posted from the summer, like two years ago, hitting threes in the gym? Oh yeah, those are hilarious in retrospect. They are. They are. So much of it's mental too, you know, 
that kind of stuff. Well, he's obviously is a good basketball player. But hey man, this is now two guys in the Sixers organization. He and Markel Fultz who have gotten like a hitch in their giddy up around shooting the basketball. I mean, we saw it on the Lakers too, right? But these these are weird. These are like <laughs> these are like you like this something about this organization or its fan base or the expectations or its coaching or something like literally kind of like broke these guys mentally <laughs> yeah, to a certain no, extent. I agree. You I know? Agree. I I think if you if you shipped out Ben Simmons, you're going to see uh, you know, I think you'll see a pretty good jump in terms of like his his rep. I think he needs to change the scenery. And I don't think it's the Lakers. <laughs> I also don't think that uh, Russell Westbrook is the right no right choice for us no. either. No. Uh do you want to hit us with the with the last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmelo. Um there's another report the Lakers will pursue Carmelo in free agency this offseason. For if it's veteran minimum, I'm here for it. Anything more, no way. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd take and him. Fed minimum. Like, like that's fine if he's gonna be like the tenth guy. Right. On the bench. Somebody that like if somebody gets injured will get a bit of playing time and Braun will be happy that he's there and might yeah. show up for a playoff game. Maybe you know, occasionally if we need a spark, he can come in and yeah and help. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I sent you this I don't really care. in a text last night, but it's just like he's just kind of like an older Kuzma at this point who doesn't <laughs> doesn't try very hard on defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's the that's the biggest problem that I see is why would Vogel play him? I mean, like Vogel hated playing Ben McLemore. Yeah. So uh, he's just a yeah. more ball dominant Ben McLemore. He still had like a usage rate of like 20, 24. Wow. Really? Last season. Really nice. He didn't start much. So it's, you know, it was bench units where he got to kind of operate. But that's, the, that's my issue with him. That's, that is actually the difference between he and Kuz is that Kuz is yeah. not a ball dominant player. Carmelo totally. is still a very ball dominant player, even totally, even today. Yeah. So whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Like, I, at, a, at a certain point, I care, like before his his you know return to the NBA, I thought that he would be like a more of a toxic player. I don't think he'd be like that, um, but he's to me at least tenth, eleventh, maybe even twelfth. Yeah, yeah. Like, roster, like you so said, if if he signs to a veteran minimum, fine. But I yeah, I don't think he really changes our our playoff trajectory in in any meaningful way. Totally. Um, all right, look, there's a few others that you're going to hear out there. I've even mentioned one of them. You're going to hear Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry. I even, I saw Kelly Olenek today. Huh. Um, okay. Laker fans, there are going to be so many of these rumors. Okay. And they're fun to like send to your friends and laugh about or whatever. But just like, I just want to caution everybody that, that Rob could pull something off. But we are in a very tight cap situation. Yeah. We don't have a ton of tradable pieces. Mm -hmm. And so our options are pretty limited. And so like, unless you really like read through the trade or you read through the signing and it's like, and it makes sense and someone explains how it's possible within the cap, like don't just fall for these like hoops hype posts (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Right. Where someone just jersey swapped a guy just to get (laughs) clickbait. 100%. No, I mean that's that's most of what this is. Also, agents trying to manipulate because their player wants to play for the Lakers, and the Lakers like, I don't know how the hell to make that happen, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. I I think that there are there are other players that are a lot more like reasonable, like a return of JaVale McGee, or <laughs> yeah, or who Luke, which player that I mentioned that you mm-hmm. roasted me for, who could actually be a potential. Uh, I can't remember, man. Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. an article where he was like the number one now. free agent option. It's it was reasonable. Like him and Wayne yeah, both are reasonable. Totally. <laughs> you, were, yeah. you were mean to me earlier this year when I, when I threw out Reggie Bullock's name. <laughs> sorry. I hope we sign that dude and I hope he wins us a playoff game just so I can Hell yeah. rub in your face. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. All right, Luke. So... There's sort of I've noticed that there's sort of two primary schools of thought that have sprung up amongst Laker Nation, okay? And I want to be clear that these these things are not necessarily antithetical, okay? okay? They're they're a little orthogonal. They could be, you know, they could both be true. 
But I've noticed that people have kind of settled themselves into one of these two camps. So I'm going to explain the first one and then I want you to explain the second one. This doesn't mean that that's how you and I are landing, but we're just going to split up the explanation. Yeah. So uh, I've na- we've named these kind of based on who has sort of put them out into the 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 world. So the first one I call the Bill Oram School, aka Blow It Up. And mm-hmm. a quote from uh, sort of one of his more recent articles was, uh, he said, Palinka didn't run it back after a championship. Why would he after this disappointment? That's a good point. It's a good way to put it, right? You know, a lot of roster change after championship. Mm-hmm. So why would you expect something different after not winning the chip? Mm-hmm. So that's the Bill Oram, aka blow it up school of thought. And we, sorry, when we say blow it up, we don't mean LeBron and Anthony Davis. We mean everybody else around them. And then the second school of thought is the overdubbing <laughs> the Harrison Fagan school, aka run it back. The Lakers could be facing the largest tax bill in NBA history this summer, potentially as much as $100 million, according to Eric Pincus. But, you know, if that's what it costs to keep this team contending, then why not pay it? And essentially that, that $100 million tax payment would be from essentially re-signing everybody. Like it, what he's referring to with the Eric Pincus thing is is re-signing Crusoe, re-signing THT, re-signing Schroeder, maybe even bringing back Trez and Drummond. Yeah. Like all of that would end up with like a $200 million tax. Yeah, that'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. I th- I, okay, where do, where do you fall? Where do you fall? So I, I think I actually kind of fall in the middle, to be honest. I hate to like, I hate to not like pick a side. No, I'm with you, I'm with you. Right, right, right. I don't think that we should strictly run it back. I think that we do need to make some changes. I think, yep. you know, I've made my opinion on players like Drummond pretty pretty clear. Um, But I actually kind of like the argument of going deep into the tax and just saying, fuck it. Um, And, and I think the reason is for a couple things. So for starters... I, you know, I think the comments that Jeannie and Rob have made make it pretty clear that it it is championship or bust for this for this organization. Yes, and uh, you've pointed out that there's some sort of reporting about like the bus family being sort of like the poorest of all of the ownership primary you know sort of governors, but they forget about like AEG and all the other like rich people who are behind this team. Exactly. Um, they also forget about the the multi-billion dollar television deal that the team has inked. Mm-hmm. They also forget that there's a New Jersey sponsor coming next next season for the Lakers, Very which could point. be yep. a pretty yep. substantial amount of revenue. They forget about the likely inclusion of gambling revenue that's probably going to start coming to the league in the next couple of Good years point. that's going to get shared with the team. And I, I think most importantly, they forget that the Bus family needs the Lakers to win to have a business and Mark Cuban is doing it for his ego. Yes. This is their business. Yeah. So they kind of have to, you know, push their chips in. So the other thing though, aside from the fact that I think they could probably afford the tax bill if they wanted to, it's a lot of money, but I I Uh think that they could probably afford it. Um, the other thing that we've kind of talked about is we're capped out and have no trade assets. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you, we have to do something. Yes. And the only way to really get more trade assets is to say, fuck the cap. Uh-huh. We're just going to sign all our players. Uh-huh. Because then we could potentially trade them, not necessarily this year, but in the future. Whereas if exactly. we don't, and all we do is just sign a bunch of veteran minimums, we then enter next off season with the same problem. Yes. Yes. And then you're losing out on continuity. I think that this, you know, it's going to be a shortened off season again for everybody. Continuity, I think, is going to be important. That's part of the reason why I'm not firmly in the blow it up camp. I also, I like some of the heart that a team gets after losing unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. You know, so guys like Wes Matthews, I really hope he's back. Yeah. I know that there, we need more shooting. I mean, it would be ideal if we were able to get somebody that could create their own shot or shoot a three off the dribble. Those guys are expensive. Yeah, yes. And this this last year's Lakers team was incredibly talented. I don't I don't see the reason to keep Trez. No. I see a version of the team where Drummond actually does make sense. 
Sorry about it. I don't, sorry, I don't. I don't think that there isn't a version of this team where he makes sense. But it's not him being like the primary starter and taking oh, no. minutes from Anthony Davis well, during the playoffs. Yeah, during I, but, the during but the was playoffs. That the prob- but was that the But was that the problem? I th- like when AD was playing well and alongside Drummond, we were winning those minutes. It yeah, was but going it's well. It, but it's never been a good fit. I think that part of the reason why it's not a good fit is that Drummond is having to change into a role player midstream. And I think having an offseason and understanding the expectation, working with the coaches, working with the personnel, like actually playing with LeBron and, and AD, I think all of that would help him to be able to take that jump from being, you know, the, the black hole with his silly sky hook to a guy that just, you know, does the role player stuff. I get it. I think that's like hard to flip that switch. I get it. But regardless of which player has played quote unquote center for us, uh-huh. it has always impeded Anthony Davis's abilities to have a traditional quote center on the floor yeah, with him yeah. who clogs the lane. Yeah, I, I agree. And it would be better if um, they were more of like a lob threat if we do have a center just because that creates a different kind of spacing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think that the more natural role for AD is to be like 60% power forward, 40% center or something more along those lines. It was and like 90%. And then probably flip that in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. He, look, here, here's, my, here's the other thing. Here's why I don't totally fall into the blow it up camp also. You and I started this pod by saying that we thought the Lakers would have yeah. been champions if AD hadn't <laughs> right. tweaked his groin. <laughs> right, totally. Despite the shooting, despite LeBron's yeah. ankle. I mean, you know, yeah. you and I said Lakers in five... We were up 2-1 on this team. Yeah. With a lead at halftime, I think, before yeah. Anthony Davis got hurt. Yeah, like it was looking good. And I remember even bef- before we signed Drummond on a podcast, mm-hmm. I said, I ain't worried about nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, after a Nets game yep. where we lost, but it was like very clear that we were the better team once mm-hmm. we had all of our guys back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I think I would say to Bill Orem, why would he after this disappointment? I would say, well, because this disappointment wasn't entirely about personnel. Yeah. I mean, we obviously need more shooting, but also talk about a small sample size. Yeah. I mean, also though, like, I don't know, does a shooter get a, does like a better shooter get us? Maybe we would have beaten the Suns, but like with Anthony Davis hobbled. Nah. I don't think we win the championship, even if we have like better shooting on last year's roster. No, I agree. You know, so it's sort of like you got to keep the main thing the main thing. And like if if those guys aren't healthy, you it doesn't really matter what the supporting cast is. Totally. totally. You know, and that's exactly. but that's the case with all of these teams. Like that's not mm-hmm. that's not like it's not like we've built in an Achilles heel to this team that other teams don't have. No, exactly. You're always having to give something up. Yeah. If Giannis goes out, like Cream City's done. Yeah. We, we just saw it with uh, with the Nets. Yeah, exactly. So. Like so you know that's that's my thing is like you can't totally put this on the the roster construction no totally i mean the biggest thing that we could put this on is the nba rushing their players back yeah for sure and it it just sucks and you know i think the guys that play especially the guys that are going to play that are that are still playing and that are going Mm -hmm. to play in the olympics which there aren't a ton Mm -hmm. of them but there's a few of them Mm -hmm. those guys are going to have a pretty short off season big time you know, um, I don't think there's a lot of them uh, looking through the list. Book Durant. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, okay. So Durant, Dame, Beal, uh-huh. Booker, Tatum, Middleton, uh, Bam, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Grant. Those guys all played playoff minutes and are going to go yep. play in the Olympics and then yep. start back again. So, you know, more than half the team, I think, of, of those guys is going to have another short off season. Totally, totally. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and I mean the the off season just naturally is going to be shorter just by going back to the regular calendar after um, this this later uh, playoff run. Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah, I agree. I think that we both are somewhere in the middle. I I I think run it back though includes the bulk identity of this team. So I think that we're actually more on that side because again, this team could have won if some things fell the right way. And I do think if, if you have enough games, you might be able to shake out some of that, um, those shooting woes. I think the, the Lakers squad is shooting is always such a weird rhythm thing. They're, 
it's like this unit of plus or minus. It's like the the interesting thing about watching the Suns is that they have these random guys. I mean, even watching the Clippers, who will just go off and start hitting crazy shots. Yeah, and everyone else will be cold, but at least you have that one random Cameron Payne or no, we're just know, like, like all or nothing. Exactly. It's it's like either rolling or it's not, and the only way that is really rolling is when we're getting out on the fast break, and we just weren't anymore. <laughs> you know. Yeah, not with not with those guys hobbled for no. sure. Exactly. I, I also so. I got I got to say I yeah. look I w- I would actually take Dwight back. I think that's I another do. one that's been out yeah, there. I would too. He looked pretty terrible in the playoffs, but I, I'd take it back. Well, that was I was going to say I would bring him back, but I feel very strongly that we got the last real juice out of both he and Rondo. Ooh, and Rondo. Yeah. All I, those I, people I, who were like, "Oh, the Lakers needed playoff Rondo this season." No. No, yeah, we did. I hear you. I hear you. Um, one one quick thing on that point. Um, I've been watching uh, the Luka Doncic Mavs turmoil and tension yeah. very yeah. closely because very obviously, if there's anybody in the whole league that would fit well with Anthony Davis, it would be Luka Doncic. Hundred percent. Bill Duffy uh, also represented Rondo, so we have a little bit of an in there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He was also representing J.J. Barea, who was unceremoniously pushed out of the Mavs when he wanted to be kind of the end of bench Dudley type. And they're like, oh, you're too old. Interesting. So. Okay. You never I mean, know. I mean, yeah, for, for a post-Braun Lakers team with Anthony Davis, there is no better replacement than Luka, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying... If we're going to get some random end of bench free agent, we might want to just go on Real GM and look through the client list of Bill Duffy. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Rob Polinka to fill Giannis, or yeah, the, the Giannis play with the Atta Tacumpo brothers to fill that with another Asian play. <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too far out ahead of my skis here, and I definitely am. I'm not convinced that uh, that the team tries to center around Anthony Davis post LeBron. Wow. Sheesh. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm yeah. just saying I, I think that, you know, I don't know if he'll finish his career on the Lakers, is all I'm trying to say. I don't know about that either, but I do think that I think he's going to have another contract beyond this one. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I would like that. That would be my yeah. that would be my preference to be very clear. Yeah. But I could also see the team if they're like really in a jam post Braun uh-huh. saying, Hey, like Anthony is our only real like tradable asset and we're gonna try to trade him for youth or, you know, something yeah. else to try to rejuvenate the team. I hope that doesn't happen, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I bought his jersey, so obviously I'm Yeah, you're in it. I'm in on him. But yeah. And I'm not yeah. one of those people who's like, we shouldn't have done the trade. No, we, no, won, we, won, a we won a championship. You do that trade 10 times out of 10. Yes, you do. And yeah, he's one of he's one of the best, uh, most versatile pair for another superstar. And superstars do tend to like playing for the Lakers. And he's so, still a he's top good. 10 player, defensive player of the year candidate, MVP candidate every year for the next few years. I totally agree. So, and hey, there's, there's a leap in him. Yeah, I know there, that I say I know that all the is. time, but there's there's another gear there, and it's just whether or not he wants to do it a whole season, or if his body can ha- hang to do it a whole season. But uh, for all the love that Embiid got this year, I think that AD can do pretty much all of that and more. I I agree, but I don't know. Didn't see it this season. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Um, I just want to. Uh, let our listeners know that we're going to be having a little bit of fun coming up here with U.S. men's basketball in the Olympics. Yeah. So I'm a huge Olympic basketball fan because of Kobe. Oh my God, the Kobe China Olympics where <laughs> he like pretty balled amazing. out against Spain and Pau Gasol. Oh, some of the best basketball, most fun basketball I've ever watched. Also, we beat Nigeria by like 75 points. <laughs> it's just just some great moments in that run. And I, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, watch a little bit about that and, and switch to Luke Walton talks 
Olympic basketball. Yeah, I'm very excited day. for that. I mean, Luke, for me, uh, you know, I was banking on like talking about a team that uh-huh. raises the trophy at the end of the season. Okay. And so since we don't have a Larry O'Brien trophy to raise at the end of the season, maybe we'll at least get to bask in some Olympic gold. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, yeah, around we, the same time frame. Right, right. We damn well better get one ship. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm with that, and I, I it's it's fun. Like I I those those are the rare moments where you, you can kind of bury the hatchet with some of these players that you know we don't tend to love and uh, and be able to rally around you know just good old U.S. patriotic basketball for sure. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to get to talk about some of these guys from a position of cheering for them exactly uh and kind of thinking about what they could do for us as opposed to against us so it's gonna yep. be nice to think about players other than like drummond and ben mcclemore and totally. <laughs> dennis schroeder and you totally. know, those kind of folks and it's gonna be fun uh seeing luca on team slovenia yeah for like sure. what, what like <laughs> what's that gonna look like Oh, I'll tell you what it's going to look like. It's going to look like their playoff series against the Clippers. <laughs> totally. For everyone that's like, well, who does he have around him? Well, who the, who the hell did he have around him in Dallas? And he still pushed the Clippers a seven. So exactly. I think he could certainly win him win him a couple games. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's going to be fun. I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in and invite you to subscribe to our, to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods, as well as check out the other shows on TBPN. Please follow us on social media. You can find all of our links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Hashtag free AC. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to California, man. And give me my credit for your uh, future partnership deals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Later, John. See you, Luke. <laughs>